This is something that I've been asked to do time and time again. It's not a learned theatrical reading at all. It's something very, very simple. It's by a friend of mine who is, alas, now dead. He's called Carl Millis, and he was a sculptor. Oh, there are works of Carl Millis all over this country. There's a great fountain of his outside the depot at St. Louis, and then there's a statue of Orpheus of his outside the Art Institute at Des Moines, and then there's a giant marble Indian in St. Paul, Minnesota, and he lived at a place called Cranbrook near Detroit, and he made wonderful fountains, and there's a fountain there dedicated to Beethoven in the grounds, and there's a Jonah and the Whale fountain there, and every time I was reading around Detroit, I'd try and get an evening off because I like to visit with the Miller's family. And what did I do on my evening off? I read to them all night. <laughs> One night, he said to me, uh, I'd like to read you something that I wrote, and he read me this. Apparently, the editor of a publication for young people had written to Carl Millis, asking the great artist to give a declaration of his faith or the use of the young people. That is what this is. Oh, by the way, you'll notice it's written almost in a Swedish accent. I won't attempt to do it in a Swedish accent. I'm telling you this because I didn't attempt to correct the English because I thought it might take the bloom off some of the delicate sentiments. Oh, please notice towards the end of the letter, there's about the best definition of the nature of prayer that I know. It goes like this. Dear Mr. Arthur Sherrill, in answer to your letter of February the 24th, 1949, I can tell you the following. As a boy in school, it was hard for me to follow the lessons in Christianity. That time already, as still today, I was more interested in nature, the earth, the planets, the stars, etc., in animals, plants, and in arts. In school, they said I was thinking too much. I think all that came from my father and also mother, but she died when I was four of age. Our father introduced us children in nature, astronomy, arts, different religions, and he did it in a way that we just got it in our thinking without knowing it. I remember the time when I, at six of age, already studied the stars with him using his glasses. Or at daytime, I looked at insects, animals, birds. All a tremendous riddle to me. Who has made all that? Where I turned, always the same question. Who? Why? I studied bacteriological world, where I had the opportunity to see the smallest invisible animals enlarged in a drop of water, where we saw how they organized themselves in groups to save one of them who was in danger to be eaten by another bigger animal. And I studied life of ants and bees. Where I turned, same question appeared to me. Who has created us and all that? Why, it must be someone. I wondered why we think, why we can feel so much for someone else, why I felt so much for my dog and he for me. Same with birds and other animals. 
Who has created these feelings? Why are we here? What is talent? Who has created talent even by the most primitive people? Where do we go when we die? From where did we come? When I asked someone who should know, I thought he could not find words to express his faith. As an old man, now I know that no one can answer and no one will. We have not the capacity to do it. As artist, I often ask why this longing for art, for sculpture, for painting, music, buildings, literature, why are we attracted to beauty? The philosophers try to explain and still their capacity is suddenly just closed as the tree cannot grow bigger than it is allowed to grow as everything, the animals, insects, flowers, and we cells. We build churches to glorify that which we do not know. The one we feel in everything which we, thanks to our senses, see and feel and listen to, the one we call God. In the wonderful churches on which mankind have worked and unbeautified in centuries, on one single cathedral, five, six, eight hundred years, all to honor God and pray to him who is the master of everything, the greatest men on earth have prayed to Lord or God. In Rome is still to be seen a Greek altar about 3,000 years old. Upon this is written, Agnosto Deo, to the unknown God. We feel him. We hear him. We see him in that we love. But we cannot come further in our life than to that. Abraham Lincoln prayed, pastor prayed, the hardest man can pray, the worst murderer can pray. I can pray in any place, churches or nature or in my studio, when I was a child and grandmother died, first time I saw someone die, I felt so strange. What has happened? Why is she not more talking, not moving? When she was buried, I put a little letter to her in her grave, asking her to pray, Lord, to help me to become a great artist. Later, I stepped to snowy day, in the newly made steps of an old sculptor who I admired so much, praying, Lord, to make me as good an artist as he was. I saw once in Europe a poor man pray the Lord for his sick horse. I prayed once for my dying dog. Now I am old. In reality, I do not think I know more now than when I was newborn, but I recognize that there must be someone who is interested in everything we know of life
and still more than we know, big or small. Isn't this enough that we feel it in this way? I think so. Life is grand, young people. If we only have that as background, that life is created for some purpose, it cannot be created for nothing. We do not know what nothing is. Therefore, it must be something, just this something we have to think about, this something we call God. I never forget the old song a Negro once sang in radio, Lord, the old-time religion of my fathers and mothers is good enough for me. How modest, how wonderful. Yours, Carl Millicent.